Kelly is like making fun of me because I was crying this morning. Yes. Because I just saw the first trailer for the new Mulan movie, the live action, and I was I I have never actually like cried watching the tears something before were flowing. They were real. Uh, my voice was going to crack <laughs> because, like, I mean, I grew up as very tomboyish. Like, I'm pretty feminine now, but I'm still, as we've discussed, a little bit masculine. Like, I'm very mm-hmm. rough. And growing up, like, you know, there was only one Chinese Disney princess. And she was a badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was also a daddy's girl, which I definitely am. <laughs> I'm spoiled rotten. Same. <laughs> Yeah, the, the live, I saw the live action trailer yesterday and nearly cried. Uh, I know on my podcast, like very, very early, I talked about like, I didn't know really a concept of race. Mm, so yeah. my he- my Disney heroes were Mulan, mm-hmm. Jasmine, and Pocahontas. <laughs> because they were all relatively yeah. the same color and they all looked like me-ish. Yeah. And I didn't realize they were different cultures. They were just like different worlds. And I was like, these these girls are like me. And I had costumes of all three and I would like, wear them around the house. Now that we're talking about all our childhood stuff, I was just thinking there's so little Chinese or even Asian representation in a children's show. Well, I... I mean, I used to watch, I guess, like, Sailor Moon was Japanese. Yeah. It was an anime. Mm -hmm. But she didn't, like, look. No. They made her, they made them all look pretty generic. (laughs) Except for the one who was a Mike. No, she's not a Mike of what? She was a. Yeah, she was. Or she was in training. Sailor Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Sailor Mars was in training. She was a Miko. She was a priestess. Miko. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, she was a priestess in training. That's why she ha- she used to wear the um it looked like a kimono and then the hakama. I don't remember yeah. anything. The ones that the priests or not priests, yeah. the, the priest only remember. thing I remember is the theme song. I don't remember anything else. Are you gonna sing it? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> it was so close. <laughs> I'm singing it in my head though. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. this is several tangents. Hello. <laughs> Literally has been several tangents. And you might have noticed a third voice. <gasps> yeah. And it's not a ghost. <laughs> I am still alive. <laughs> yes. Hopefully for a long, long time. Would you I like to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Natalie and I am from some kind of brown podcast. This is, I guess, part two of our collab. You guys yeah. are on my show, and now I've come to bring all of my lovely tangents to yours. <laughs> We're very excited. And to you hear have all done a them. very good job on staying on brand. Yes. <laughs> She's drinking tea. Yeah, out of a unicorn mug. Oh, that's so cute! Amazing. Yeah. So we did a episode on Natalie's podcast, which I did um, shout out a couple episodes ago when mm-hmm. I had that giant blooper of a episode with the audio gone way wrong yes and natalie was the one who was super supportive and encouraging and i just wanted to crawl into like a corner and cry <laughs> oh. <was> really upset <laughs> i list i think that's how we started interacting i saw like the tweets were like oh my god my episode's yeah. terrible <laughs> i was like oh i was like oh no <laughs> i just started contacting yeah you. so you- Natalie is an awesome person She's and her goodness. podcast is really Aww. cool about um, race and diversity and the mixed race experience, which again, I, I did speak very briefly about it, but mm-hmm. you guys should definitely check out her podcast. It's much better produced than ours. 
Yes. <laughs> I, I, you should see my spreadsheet. I had I have a setup spreadsheet that I'm using wow. again because I'm starting my second podcast that will debut August second. Well, now you're just showing off. Okay. <laughs> no, you know what? I can send you. I'm just I'm kidding. Just saying, I need materials. I have lots of documents and spreadsheets. That's just my personality. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I start a lot of documents and spreadsheets and documents. Documents. Yes. <laughs> English is my third language. <laughs> Was that your excuse? It is. <laughs> Don't call me out. <laughs> I mean, I was born in Canada, but to refugee parents who, as I said, did not speak English at all. Sometimes, like, I slip and I, you know, <laughs> do like, that. Yeah, I'm like, when I try to, sometimes when I speak Hebrew to my mom or English to my mom, like, I have to switch between languages to, like, yeah. finish my sentence. So I'll be speaking uh-huh. Hebrew, Hebrew, one English word, and then back to Hebrew. Well, because that word doesn't exist in the language, right? I, I yeah. just don't know it. That's true. I'm fluent, but not... A hundred percent fluent. Look, once I forgot what the Chinese word, the Cantonese word for fork was, and um, I said the pokey thing. The pokey I was like, can, can like the can you pass me the to poke? It's like tok. Yeah. So it's like the the tok tok. <laughs> Which is that's funny because that's similar to Korean. Like, and it's poke. That's fork. Poke. Yeah. Oh, is because it's like a it's they don't normally use forks, Korean right? English. So. Yeah, so there's an English yeah. word that's Kong, been Konglish. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I worked. I was the only night waitress at a Taiwanese-owned pizza place oh. in college. Amazing. <laughs> so I spoke Manglish, <laughs> Mandarin, <laughs> English, because auntie and uncle not a lot of English. Oh, so you would have to like fill in as many words as you can. Yeah. Which yeah. was not many. <laughs> That's cool. You speak Mandarin? Uh, That's I cool. speak bits and pieces of a few languages, but I'm only fluent in English. Okay. That's still cool. Yeah. I mean, that's – I'm sure they add up enough to, like, an entire language. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you can say you're, you're multilingual. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's what I say about myself. <laughs> I'm fluent, but not – 100% fluent in Hebrew, even though I, my mom would like to just say, she's fluent. <laughs> I mean – I, I can obviously talk and understand like it's not like I don't but I don't know all of the words. Yeah, or I think the most difficult thing are like the idioms and the expressions. Yeah, those are always changing and it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And also Hebrew grammar is tough, man. <laughs> like all the, every object is male or female and when you're putting them in plurals, for male objects, you use female numbers. And for female objects, you use the male form of the number. Like, everything has male-female form. And it's, I don't know. <laughs> I probably messed that up, too. Like, I don't know. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's so confusing. The only Yiddish I know so. is what my parents grew up saying was, like, oy vey. And, yeah, oy well, and <laughs> classic Jewish. Right? <laughs> and then that's not what I, I, can, I can lead an entire Seder meal in Yiddish. That's cool. Oh. I don't speak – I only know um, a few phrases that my grandparents used to say to me. Okay. I just um, had to learn it. Like, Shana Punim <laughs> is, like, pretty face. Oh. Aw. Shana is pretty or beautiful, I think, and Punim face. Aww. Yes. Aw. That's, that's all cute. I know. Yeah. And I don't mate Shana Madele. I don't remember. I'm like beautiful child, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. How so how I don't know different Yiddish. how different is Yiddish from 
like are they completely different languages or it's like yeah so Shana is beautiful and Hebrew it's yafeh yafeh oh yeah okay totally different uh, punim face panim so they okay. do sound similar so just I guess so all language but I was having a conversation with my friends who speak Spanish mm-hmm. and we were talking like not the words didn't sound similar but the words that meant the, the same thing yeah um were both like this either male or female like they were the same oh. which was kind of interesting too yeah. But, you know, now I'm trying to learn Korean, and that's a completely different language. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, See, but that's totally... why it was easy for me to pick up Korean, yeah. because so much of it is similar to Japanese, which I also learned in high school, mm-hmm. which I'm at, to like, learn kindergarten an Asian language. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, kindergarten. When I was in high school, because that was when I took Japanese classes, mm-hmm. Um, one of our projects was to write, present a speech in Japanese. So I was having a classmate edit because he's Japanese Mm -hmm. and he's reading it and he's, he's just giggling to himself. I'm like, what? And he's like, you write like a kindergartner. Listen, (laughs) we all start someplace in our lives. (laughs) Don't, that's why I'm like very self-conscious in no matter what language I'm speaking in. Same. Obviously I'm more confident in English, but in Hebrew, even though it's like one of my second strongest language, um, Hebrew and Korean, I feel like really like bashful like so my boyfriend always laughs at me because i was speaking english and i'm a very loud person so i'll be speaking at my normal level (laughs) i'll say something in korean i'll be like (laughs) i always like hi i always tone my voice when i speak mandarin or korean like that's just because culturally well are you because i'm embarrassed i don't know like asians stereotypically are very loud like my my mother is she when she talks on the phone especially on the phone with my grandpa who's like 95 <laughs> she'll scream into the well, is little he hard microphone. of hearing he is a little bit is it because she screams in his ear i want to tell her that <laughs> she might murder me but i want like every time i'm like mother the next door neighbors can hear you and we lived in like detached houses oh gosh <laughs> so. well i learned mandarin around a bunch of aunties and uncles and they would teach me and I got the whole, like, young ladies are quiet and delicate speech. Oh. Like oh, like the matchmaker in the trailer. In the trailer. <laughs> women are cool. You're composed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the, uh, the ink mustache. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, back, let's go on to back topic. Back to topic. <laughs> topic. So, but we'll have, what will we do with the first thing? No, that's going to, that's literally going to be a mini-sode. Okay. Okay, so the more serious, but hopefully more lighthearted than Natalie's episode, yes. topic for for us will be little bits of racism. I guess little bits for us, um, mm-hmm. racism that we've experienced. And I think the interesting thing is Natalie grew up in the south of America. <laughs> yes, America. <laughs> I, look, I can't help but say America like that. It's just, Same. it's a meme and I'm obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's also a lot of stereotypes about the South of, in terms of yes. racism, which again, like I've only heard these stereotypes, so I don't know how true they are, but it sounds to me like they're pretty true based mm-hmm. on what I mean, we discussed <laughs> on uh, the episode on your podcast. You can run them past me if you want. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we wear shoes to school. Um <laughs> Well, one of my friends had told me, and she's like, 
as white as it can be, as she can be. That sounded beaten. She's as white as it gets is what I was trying to say. And then I mixed up the... Anyway, look, English is my third language. <laughs> this is how we got off topic the first time. I know. But she, she told me how um, she and her family were driving to Florida, so they had to drive, you know, through the South. I don't know what route she took. But she, um, I think, stopped for gas and was talking to... I think it was a full service gas station. So she was talking, just chatting the guy who was filling up the car, who was a black man. And for her, she was like, okay, like whatever, you know, just a dude working. Mm -hmm. And just before she drove away, I think a white dude came up to her and her family and were like, don't, you know, let people, I see you're not from here. Don't be so friendly with the N word. Um, Yep. Unless you want to get peppered as in, Shotgun because the pellets. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's Seriously? what I've heard. So this I'm is not. Unfortunately, I can't tell you that that is fake. Uh, so I lived in Arkansas and I went to college in New Orleans, Louisiana. So it's right, the state right underneath. And there are certain spots along the way that I would not, like little towns that I was told never, ever, ever, ever to stop in. Wow. Um, because I'm somewhat no white passing, but I look just enough not white for people to clock me as something. And that's right. not yeah. safe. So yeah, it's cra- it can be crazy. It's not everywhere. And most people in the South, if you ask them, they're not racist. But then like, okay. They act a little bit yeah. racist. It's okay. Would you let your daughter or son marry? Oh, no, no, no. You know, it's just kind of stuff like that. Yeah, it's, I mean, here it's kind of like that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so Toronto, we live slightly outside of Toronto, but we just say Toronto because it's easy. But we still get a lot of the diversity. Like, our neighborhood is very, very diverse. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, you hear, oh, we're the most multicultural city in the world. We're so welcoming. And, I mean, my parents were refugees, so I guess they were welcoming for a time because it it didn't seem as difficult to get in. I mean, the journey from where my parents were to Canada was a different story. But uh, they try to make it seem like, oh, like we love our diversity. And I do think we do really celebrate our diversity as a whole. I mean, of course there are people who would disagree, but there's people like that everywhere. Yeah, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. But I do think that despite, you know, the government being as on board as they seem with diversity, there's still a lot of work to be done. (laughs) This isn't a personal experience with racism, but I think the most explicit experience that I've had was um, Rob Ford. So I've never met the guy, but... Audible eye roll. (laughs) Yeah. So our current premier, which I guess in America is like the state governor. I guess so. Yeah. Kind of. Like, is he kind of like, like in charge of your province? Yeah, like the highest person in, in the provincial okay. government. Our current premier is Doug Ford, whose brother was Rob Ford, who was mayor of Toronto for, I can't remember how long ago. He was um, also very controversial. They were both very controversial. And I think people are kind of calling Ford the Donald Trump of Canada. Oh, no. A lot of teachers and like a lot of people are losing their jobs. Yeah. He, the One of the things he said was, no teacher will lose their jobs. And now fast forward all of the teachers. He's making cuts in healthcare and education, which is like, are you fucking Sounds like a Trump to me. 
Yep. Yeah. Privileged white man. They do, like, the family does, I guess, have a bit of a history in politics, but they were also, like, a while ago, there was videos surfacing of the two of them, like, snorting coke. And, like, there yeah. there was a drug problem. And we're not saying that, like, you know, if you have a drug problem, that makes you a bad person. Right. But, I mean, their behavior, not just in regards to the drugs, but just their behavior, like, they were kind of the, I don't know, if you want to think of, like, the stereotypical, really rich white dudes who party hard and, like, have no respect for, like, other people. Mm. That was kind so, of- So, like, frat, frat boy type? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But they were, I mean, frat boys at least have the reputation of being good looking. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you know? True. But frat, frats are frats and sororities are different in Canada. I feel like yeah, we we're not as into it as the states are. Yeah, it's kind of. I am fine with that yeah. if nobody can be. <laughs> well, okay, that's not true. I think that a well supervised or well run frat or sorority yeah. can be like really beneficial for people as far as personal growth and connections and uh, doing things in the community. But unfortunately, not all of them are that way. Sorry, Tally just pointed to my notebook to a point I wrote and she just started laughing. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> I even added okay. the emoji. See, well, we were, yeah. I, I, the yeah. Bob Ford also has the emoji. Yeah. So he Piece actually, um, I think he was trying to appeal to the Chinese population in Toronto, which we have a very big Chinese population. I mean, mm-hmm. the Chinese population in the world is huge, but he, I remember he said, and my parents were super pissed at hearing about this, but he said, oh, the Chinese are so hardworking, they work like dogs. <gasps> which I think he tried to make it like a compliment, but how do you make that like a compliment? I don't know. Cause maybe he's like, dogs are cute. Everyone loves dogs. Ew, it's even worse. <laughs> which I mean, That's okay. Awful. Like first of all, in Chinese culture, and I'm assuming many other cultures being compared to an animal is an insult. Yeah. If you were to, I mean, it's different if you're like, Oh, you're like a puppy. Cause puppies are cute. Or you're like graceful like, like a swan or, you know, there's some... But if you were to say, oh, you work like a dog. Like when you say I'm working like a dog, it means like I'm... Uh, what a cow. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like it's... so. But he said that negative. publicly. He That's said that disgusting. publicly. And my parents were like, they. I've never seen them so mad about a politician. I don't blame them. <laughs> so that was kind of like... I Way think, to piss off the, <laughs> right? the larger right? population. Right? I wasn't imagining something so severe. I was like, oh, he tra- probably tried to speak in Chinese for New Year or something. Like, <laughs> They do that sometimes. But in that case, like, that's I don't mind it as much if people try to participate in a culture, like assuming they're invited, right? Yeah. So like, um, I remember I was, was I mad at Trudeau one year? I wasn't actually mad at him, but I was I was peeved because um, we were supposed to go to the, the temple for Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. Like, cause my, my mom is religious. My dad is meh and I'm agnostic, but you know, traditionally we just go and there's one temple that they actually have. It's a bigger temple and they have a lot of events. Like they'll have dragon dances and they'll have like the kids karate team, like do demonstrations. It's so cute. That sounds like They have stuff like that in New Orleans. There's a big Vietnamese population and they have a temple and they do stuff like that. Um, It's a smaller Taiwanese population and they do stuff like that as well that I've been involved in. Yeah, like it's very, it's it's just festive. It's something, you know, nice to go to and they have like a little market. 
And um, but we couldn't go into a little bit later because of work. I can't remember who was working, probably me. And then we went and they had to close the temple because Trudeau was visiting. What? <laughs> because obviously for security reasons, they can't oh, just yeah. have people, right? And it's it's a bigger temple, but it's not like huge where you could have a crowd outside with crowd control, right? Mm-hmm. So like I obviously they did have to close it to accommodate because I think he was just doing like a like a visit and like a TV spot kind of thing. But I was like, damn it, Trudeau. <laughs> okay. We drove all the way here. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that wasn't racism. No, it was just, <laughs> I mean, like the temple invited him is what I'm, what it started yeah. out with. Like, and I invited Kara to the temple as well. Cause she's, she's a devout Christian, but she loves learning about different cultures as well. And like, mm-hmm. you know, having lived with me for three years, it's like you, might as well see what it's about. So I don't ever have a problem with people who get invited to participate in cultural events. It's, you know, cultural appropriation is a sort of hot topic, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. And the lines are did you see, so weird. I don't know if this counts as cultural appropriation, but you know, like one of the biggest K-pop groups right now is BTS. Yes. yes. And like one of the more popular members is Jimin. Okay. And there's one dude, I don't know where he's from, but I think he's from somewhere in Europe, but he got plastic surgery to look Korean. So he's like, oh, wow, I look Korean now. And his plastic surgeon is like, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, I don't. He's <laughs> like, I look Korean. I am. I look just like Jimin. And I was like, oh. I don't think that's cultural appropriation. I think that's fetishizing fucking weird dude i've okay so when i was a teenager i was a total weeb i'm very anti-weeb right, Japanese. now as yes. tally is pointing to my little note <laughs> so i would used to say really cringy things like oh i'm basically like japanese because i learned japanese basically. i oh no <laughs> j dramas and stuff yeah. um i mean to be fair i did actually learn a lot about japanese culture and history mm-hmm doesn't justify yeah. the shitty things I was saying as a cringy teenager, but I guess, you know, I was a cringy teenager. And me. if, like, if someone were to say that to me, but they mean it, like, seriously, like, I'm, like, I'm basically Chinese. All I eat is Chinese food. And, like, like I would be like, no. <sighs> my boyfriend sometimes jokes around, like, how I'm more Korean than he is now, and he's more <laughs> Jewish than I am now. Like. That's, and that's a different story, because I've Hello, had people. Hello. <laughs> Can you hear me? Hello. Maybe we lost the connection. I think we might have. Uh-oh. Uh, I can hear you. Do you have oh, your no. phone? Do you have I have my phone. I'm so confused because she disappeared and I was like, I hope she's okay. Yeah, I thought she was just kind of looking <laughs> but. I guess not. <laughs> question mark. I forgot about the she's question She's probably mark. like, guys, I'm here. I'm here. I can I'm hear here. you. <laughs> I am here. The more important question is, did she hear my stomach growling? (laughs) (laughs) So we had a bit of a technical difficulty and we were just talking and we lost Natalie on our end. So poor Natalie was like trying to respond and it seemed like we were ignoring her. But really, we we thought she was just intently listening. And then (laughs) I was looking at that line for like at least two minutes and I was like, Hello. <laughs> it was awfully straight. Yes. So now Anyways, we are we are back. We're back and we were talking about a um, bunch of things. Well, you talked about a few things. Yeah. First, you talked about the weeps and cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to say that uh, the guy who got surgery to look like Jimin, yeah. I don't think that is uh, cultural appropriation. It's more 
uh, fetishizing yeah. of a culture. Yeah, so, yeah. like, if your idea of becoming Korean is just looking like a Korean and liking K-pop music, then you're doing a huge disservice to Koreans and their mm-hmm. culture. It's very disrespectful. You can't um, reduce their entire culture to their a few yeah. facial but features. Like lot, yeah, to pop. That's how they get a lot of their like tourism, right? It's because people are like, oh my God, K-pop. I mean, but and it's then, fine. It's fine to like what a country puts No, out, for sure. Right? But like, then like once, when I moved there, like initially I was like, yeah, okay, I like K-dramas. I like mm-hmm. K-pop, whatever. And then I moved there and I was like, well, I mean, obviously there's more to Korea than just K-pop and K-dramas. But like, yeah. I never really learned much about it. And I was like, wow. It's, it's a beautiful culture. Like, it's yeah. very interesting. and But not a lot of people really consider that. Like, it, like the weebs. Well, they don't really consider that yeah. a lot. They're like, no. Korea, like, K-pop all the time. Just like. like, I like to listen to Gugak music, which is, like, really, really traditional Korean music. Okay, I think I remember um, you've mentioned in one of your episodes. Yeah. It might have been in my conversation with Soph, but like I, I listen to music in 13 languages and, and one of my favorite ways to get to know a, a culture mm-hmm. or a country is through the music because yeah. music is something that every culture uses mm-hmm. to express what's important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it decides what stories are passed down. It decides uh, what values they have and they want to instill on the community and on children so like i think everyone's introductions of dramas should really be like old folk tales yeah. or old mm-hmm. music but not everybody has a taste for that i yeah. just happen to love it like i i um, used to i think with k dramas i enjoyed the setting of the historical dramas but i'm not i into, love i'm dramas. not into big like political plot lines which mm. a lot of them because korea does have such a rich history of their like monarch and political system right yeah so obviously the focus is a lot on that and the like court intrigue is always oh yeah and uh back back on topic mm. um, yes <laughs> you also talked about um how talia your boyfriend says that he jokes around and says you're more korean and he's more jewish yeah because <laughs> it's like I think that's it's whenever we just like I don't know what it is like I don't know why he says that I think it's because like I only want to eat Korean food I only want to watch Korean <laughs> stuff oh, like I try to speak to him in Korean occasionally doesn't work out because I'm not that good at it but <laughs> and then he's like he's in Edmonton right now with his family mm-hmm. and they went to church yesterday and this is the first time he's gone to church in like three years because he used to be a really religious person okay but then mm-hmm. he decided that he was missing out on life and he wanted to do <laughs> stuff so um so he like this is the first time and his he told his grandmother and then he told her that yeah like I'm basically becoming Jewish <laughs> and they're all like okay <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's, religion like is not such a big deal in Korea. I think, like, yeah, I no, know, they like Jewish people there, apparently. Really? Yeah. Because I know a lot of um, Korean American celebrities have shown to, like, you know, they're not shy about saying how religious, like, how Christian or how devout Christians they. Mm. That was a terrible English sentence. <laughs> <laughs> there are some who are devout Christians. I, mm. I feel like they're, they're all those, they're contingencies. You've got Buddhist, Koreans. And, yeah. And yeah. Um, so I think his mom Christians. is Christian and his dad is Buddhist. Okay. So. 
but, but like he used to he <laughs> used to be like he used to go to church all the time okay um he was very religious and very like but then he was like i'm breaking out of my shell and i'm gonna have fun so that's why that's he stopped so going yeah but when someone from the community says that like even more than being invited to the my friends call invited to the barbecue um, <laughs> when a community accepts you and says that you basically are instead of you saying yeah. i'm basically korean it's com- two completely different circumstances yeah. you're being mm-hmm. recognized by a community that you respect our culture you know enough mm-hmm. about our culture and language so we consider you part of the community mm-hmm. and like that's happened to me with the Vietnamese population and um, with my Vietnamese best friend and my uh, friend who's Taiwanese. So I have been on that receiving end and like some, I've had aunties come up and be like, you look like us, you should, you should learn Chinese. <laughs> That's so nice. Or, it's like um, being adopted, basically. Yeah. You're, you're literally adopted. just being adopted. And you're mine now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so has been adopted by me. Yeah. <laughs> most of, yeah. most of uh, the, the cooking I know how to do is actually Taiwanese and Korean f- and oh, Vietnamese food. I love so cooking like Korean food is a process. Like, whoa, <laughs> we cook it together sometimes. I'm like, dang, <laughs> it's yeah, a lot there's, of work. there's a lot, and I just I don't cook, but it's so yummy. So, <laughs> but it's like like my um, I one of the very few weddings that I've been to in recent memory was a few years ago. My cousin in France getting married so like my cousin's Chinese and her husband is white like French Mm -hmm. and so the wedding was actually kind of mixed so we did the traditional Chinese stuff Mm -hmm. in the morning like we had the tea ceremonies and the giant roast pig (laughs) which actually wasn't enough because there were so many people um and then we did like a more western style and because it was like it's not just merging of two families you're literally merging two cultures right Right. so we invited you know the french side of the family to participate and kind of explain what was happening with like our customs and then yeah you have to do that it's like yeah like because they're they're now your family too right well you don't have to and i was going to say like it's very progressive and nice nice. that that uh, you were able to do that because as a mixed person in a different culture, uh, from a lot of different cultures, there's no specific marriage custom that I have to follow. But my girlfriend is Dutch. And so like there are sorts of Dutch traditions, but neither of us really want to. Uh, it's complicated. <laughs> so like that's not really an Fair. option. Yeah. And neither of us would do it even if it yeah. was an option. So like, if there's a Choctaw thing that I wanted to incorporate, I could, but I'm also part Irish. So we're just going to have a hand fasting. <laughs> I Good old that. pagan <laughs> hand fasting. <laughs> like sometimes I tease my boyfriend about this, but like if him and I were ever to get married, mm-hmm. like I always envisioned getting married in Israel, but I've recently learned that it's not, not like it's not, a, no one would marry us in Israel. Yeah, not Israeli, not Jewish. Yeah, and so it's they would never. So like, I would have a party in Israel. Okay, I would. We would probably have to get married here, do the ceremony but, here, and, and then I. But I want to go to also want to do something like I want to do a traditional Korean thing. I was gonna yeah. say you have no. to have a traditional. <laughs> I know. I, I would have. I would be like, what's the word I'm looking for? I would be stealing this opportunity for yes. myself. Oh, like, yeah. Yes. 
You I have to have a Korean wedding because oh, they're gorgeous. <laughs> or if you listen to this, Sunho's probably sorry. like getting freaked out by this. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. But I'm I talk just, about this with him. Sometimes. I'm just like picturing you in the like traditional like, marriage. Humble. Mm. Aw, cute. So like, I want to do both things. I want to have a Jewish ceremony and I want well, to have like, a Korean um, ceremony. You know? I guess when we're, if we're talking about. Simple. celebrities like Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. Right? I think they, they did have two weddings. I mean, they're also celebrities. Uh, they, so had a, they, had a few. they had a few. <laughs> yeah. uh, they had, well, they had one wedding. weddings are intense. <laughs> yes, they had, I think, a wedding, but lots of receptions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for me, like, maybe I would... I would have to have two separate parties. Yes. <laughs> and the Jewish half and then the Korean half in Korea or something. Because like destination weddings are hard for people. Like it's yeah, hard. Yeah, that too. So like my Israeli family would have to come to Canada. But that's really hard. So maybe I would have to have three parties. Three? She- like, girl, <laughs> I don't think I can handle it. No, yeah, Joe, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner also had two weddings, but one was a Vegas yeah. wedding. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's like I think I would do like a cute Jewish ceremony here, party yeah. in Tel Aviv or Jerusalem. I mean, and then a party in Seoul. Yeah, and, <laughs> no, we were going to talk about racism, but this is actually part of just being in a multi- multicultural society. How do you oh, handle yeah. weddings? How do you handle like the mixing yeah. of two cultures? And it's hard. Like, yeah, especially from a family who's like, since I was little, always told me you have to marry Jewish, hmm. you have to marry a Jewish man. But from my perspective, see, like when I was younger, yeah, okay, I was like, okay, I'll marry a Jewish dude, say. whatever. Yeah. Um, only dated one Jewish guy my whole life. <laughs> um, oops, and for me, it's like, okay, in Judaism, the determining factor if you are Jewish is a maternal by the line, yeah. So if I marry a non-Jewish person, my kids will still be Jewish. Right. So from my perspective, I'm like, I'm not killing our lineage. Like our kids, will, <laughs> my kids will still be Jewish. They'll be cute half Asian babies. If, you know, sorry. Scary as hell. But um, like, and I would raise them to in both cultures. Like I wouldn't yeah. say they're Jewish, so they're only going to do Jewish things. Right. No, like that is definitely not a happy way to have a good cultural mix and the thing is i would also never ask somebody to convert for me because first of all that's like telling someone to change their like their belief system yeah yeah and it's not that he's if like we're just using sunho as an example (laughs) 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 yeah it's not like he's super religious anymore but it's the principle for me like i wouldn't Mm -hmm. tell him like you can't you know be christian anymore you can't be whatever it is you are now and you also don't want someone to convert just because they want to be with you because it's like well but what you if want, in the future you, you know? want them to believe in the religion as well yeah. right that's the whole point of being exactly like faithful and it's in terms of very arduous process like, let me, <laughs> so like you have to you have to learn hebrew and yeah. it's a hard language you have to you know keep kosher you have to keep okay like you have to basically be orthodox jewish i believe for a while oh. for at least a year i don't remember that but and you have to be subject to surprise vi- visits from a rabbi yes to make Ugh. sure that you're still following like the right processes yeah. and you have to do a test and you have to, like it's hard wow. it's really hard and i would never ask somebody to do that for me because that's yeah. like too much that's the nice and my thing kids about will still be Jewish, not having so like, particularly. Well, my parents are always like, "Oh, you're definitely just going to marry a white guy." <laughs> Listen, you because, heart, you but can't... that's been the trend. I think okay. with our with my both of my cousins or all three of my cousins um, in France, 
either dated or are married to white people because you know they're in France. Right. So that's yeah. kind of the community. And although now I'm just thinking. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Should I cut that? Out? Yes, <laughs> maybe a little bit. I'm just gonna leave in story so no he doesn't know what you were saying. That's hilarious. But I was gonna ask, like here, there's a a really strong character, not character, a really strong trend of people being told to marry within their race. Is that something that comes up often in Canada? For me, at least, uh, for like a lot of Jewish families, I think I would it say. depends on, on the, the parents' culture. Mm. Yeah, um, and it depends. Like on the parents, like, like if they're more lenient or if they're more strict. Because we have, I guess the thing is also we have a huge, like, I mean, our entire population really is immigrants, but like also recent immigrants, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, I don't know, is first generation, like if you're the immigrant or is first generation, if you're the first child? First generation from- is if uh, you can say you're a first generation immigrant and that means like you're the first one to come but first gen usually means that you are the first one born in a place Mm. yeah so because i'm first generation like normally what you'd expect is the parents still kind of keeping their old like traditions like if you're a new immigrant you're you're not quite as i mean like you know again toronto doesn't really boast assimilation we boast diversity Mm -hmm. so people don't feel the pressure to be like well we have to do it like the white people uh see that's Uh what i was gonna ask because we have very different directives as far as Mm -hmm. uh immigration comes here unfortunately there's a lot of emphasis on assimilation you come here you need to learn the language you need to act like us blah 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 blah. and that's why you have most uh minority communities especially immigrants who stay in their own little circle and i think Mm -hmm. it makes it worse because they're just isolated in these areas and when you have isolated areas it creates some racism some tension on both sides so like on the white Mm -hmm. side they're like oh, these people over there are doing all these weird things. They don't belong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the immigrant side, they're like, I don't want to belong, but I do want to belong, but you guys are crazy. Like, (laughs) Like I... Like, it's Fair. like, I want to belong, but I don't want to give up exactly. that part of myself, yeah. right? Which I think Canada is kind of, I've been told that I'm slightly whitewashed <laughs> by my own parents. But it's it's weird for my parents because even though we are ethnically Chinese, um, my mom was born in Cambodia and my dad was born in Vietnam. Uh. And so they were already like immigrants and then they, well, no, they were born there, but like they were children of immigrants despite still being in right. Asia. Like. Mm-hmm culture is still very different right so their their sense of like cultural mixing is a little bit different than what you would think of you know people who from china who are strictly like completely chinese very little mixing and they come here and they're Mm. like well we don't want you to marry i know for sure my parents are still kind of like we would prefer um someone who is at least asian if not cantonese speaking because also communication right like yeah like i said they don't really speak english so i mean to me as long as you find somebody who is willing to try to communicate with your parents then it shouldn't matter when we were in france for one of my cousin's weddings uh the younger sister of that cousin at the time was dating and is now married too. I have to shift my Um, body my legs asleep (laughs) (laughs) uh like a white guy and Mm. But he would like, he didn't really know Cantonese, obviously, but he would call my mom and her other sisters like auntie in Cantonese. Mm -hmm. And he would 
actually learn the correct form because in Cantonese it's very confusing. If it's from your maternal side versus your paternal side, the first character is a different word. Mm. And then if it's younger sibling or older sibling, and then obviously brother or sister, it's different. Hmm. So like my mom's um, Korean. I don't know if it's as complicated in Korean. Uh, you yeah, know what? It's Korean. It's similar because, like you know, um, the way you call someone your brother or sister depends on who you right. are. Right. Yeah, yeah. but it's like that, they but only have two ranks in Korean. Like it's different words. Yeah, but right. they only have older brother, older younger brother, older sister, younger sister. Like I don't think there's a word for the younger sibling. Is it's, there? Uh, it's at um, Dongsing. Yeah. yeah, it's gender it's neutral. It's I mean. Oh, okay. Well, that's just saying brother or sister, right? You wouldn't use it's it. It's like bo- nam is nam. Yeah, yeah. and then you. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. But in Cantonese, so my mom's younger sisters, I would call yi, but then my mom's older sister, I would call yi ma. Uh, but then you're so my, cute. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but then my dad's younger sister, I would call gute. But, like, my dad doesn't have an older sister, but, like, older cousin, I guess, would be, like, um, Guma. So it's different. And then, again, like, uncles are different, too. So it's very confusing, but my cousin's now husband would take the time to learn which one was which. So, like, that's, you know, I think that's the important thing. And, I mean, but, like, my both my aunt and uncle in France speak fluent French. Oh. um, Because my aunt... Like, my mom grew up in Cambodia, and Cambodia was French colonized. Yeah. So they had to learn French. My mom's forgotten most of her French, but she, she used to make fun of my accent. Oh. <laughs> and I had to learn it in school. That's funny. I get made fun of when I speak in Mandarin because I learned Vietnamese first, or at least how oh. to read Vietnamese first. So I have a Vietnamese accent when I'm trying to speak Mandarin. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, but Mandarin has, I don't know about uncles and stuff like that. I don't think they have that, but they do have, like, urgent like yeah it's kind of yeah like my my um one of my aunts would use mandarin for some reason to talk to to not to talk to us but to like address my mom or her other sisters she would use mandarin so just to segue back into talking about racism because <laughs> we i mean we've talked about race it's still on topic like yeah it, how you mix races is part of uh, like I said, part of the dialogue, so. Yeah, so I guess what Talia kept pointing to was my <laughs> note that says being fetishized by weebs and the 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 face that's like the glare, yeah. the emoji, the glare emoji. The, like, the uh, mine got dash. mine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've listened to the episode on my dating experiences, which were nil, um, <laughs> but I've been on online dating apps and I find just kind of, I don't know why, probably physically, I seem to be leaning more towards white guys on dating apps. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong like, with that. <laughs> no. I'm like, man. You like what I'm, you like. I am yeah. falling into my parents' expectations. I <laughs> <laughs> them. But they were like, you're going to end up with a white guy. And I'm like, damn it. But I, I always. like a, a white dude that's but like mixed. Mixed. So you be that's, like, that's, no. what that's what I've been told. The creepy bus guy was mixed. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, like, I always have this worry that it's like okay do they just find me attractive like objectively just like you know I think you're really cute because I'd like to say that I take nice selfies or I choose Mm -hmm. good selfies yes not all selfies I take are nice but we all know that social media is a lie well I mean yeah even modeling they take like thousands of pictures and pick the nicest three (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but like you know, I I always wonder, do they think that I'm just, you know, that I'm appealing to them? Or is it because, like, I'm a cute Asian girl 
who can fulfill their weird Asian fantasies, especially when I was a little younger and I was like my dress style was a little bit more alternative. Mm-hmm. I guess I did kind of look like I could be an anime character. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that, that happened to me in Korea too. Yeah. Like, you know, the, like the opposite. Yeah. Like yeah. men fetishize the fact that I was white yeah. because they're like, oh, foreign girls, they're easy. So that makes me want to ask if, is it common for people in Canada to be more forthright with their intentions? Because when I was on dating apps, I would get people blatantly saying, I've never been with blank before. Are you, oh. are you blank? Because you look exotic or something like that. We tiptoe around that a lot more. Oh, okay. People are a lot more subtle here. I disagree. <laughs> I've <laughs> yeah? had some experiences really? on dating apps where boys were just Maybe like straight I, up. I keep swiping left. Maybe that's why. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. like, as, like in Korea, it was straight up like, want to fuck? And I was like. I've had, I've had a, no. a, a, another I've had guy. that too. like. Yeah, it's just like the Korean. A lot of the Korean dudes. Not. I'm not saying all Korean men are like this. Obviously. Yeah. Um. But a lot of them were basically just like straight up about how like oh never been with a white girl before. Yeah. Never been with a foreigner before. Um. But in and then I guess in Canada, I mean, obviously I look I'm I look white. Like no one. Yeah. If if you didn't know me, you wouldn't know that I'm Middle Eastern. Like you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for me at least, like no one's been like, oh, never been with a white girl <laughs> <laughs> so, in Canada. So I mean, in Korea, I had a different experience, and so the that Cor- was really interesting. The way they handle race in Korea is very different than Canada. Lord, too, they have right? no tact, none. Well, they're not. Well, they haven't been Again, like, I- so many people in no, Korea yet. But there's like there's the the older people who obviously oh, yes. you know like they say things like stupid things not realizing that they're stupid because they don't know they don't know better. But then yeah. there's young people who should know better. Who should know better? But again, you know like, what pissed me off the most? What? Good lord! I was doing a '90s themed um, culture lesson, okay. like showing kids what I grew up with Spice in the girls? '90s. Spice Girls, you know, Destiny's Child, yeah. like Pokemon, like Game Boy Color, Nintendo, mm-hmm. whatever. I put up a picture of Destiny's Child, and one of the girls was like, "Ugh, wow!" And I was like, I stopped the class. I was like, "Excuse me." And <laughs> I looked at one of my favorite students, who's amazing, has amazing oh, English. And I was like, "You story. translate this for me <laughs> right now." <laughs> and I was because, like, I don't. I personally don't tolerate, obviously, yeah. any form of racism, any form of – even though she probably didn't understand because Still, a lot of Koreans have, aren't used to – That's why you have to teach them, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, the, I never – I don't even tolerate it when my family makes stupid jokes, <laughs> like, Same. put on a fake Chinese accent. I'm like, you better fucking stop that oh, shit. my dad does that all the time, and I'm just like, you're being dumb. But my dad's very sensitive – He's got a male ego. (laughs) Has to be corrected in a specific way. Yeah, he gets gets real grumpy and he takes it out on – he's scared of me. That sounds really bad. But, like, he he has a bad temper, but I have a worse temper. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So he knows better than to, like, you know – try to argue with me but then mm-hmm. he'll take it out on my mom and my aunt so then they get mad at me and they don't they don't give no shits about the temper i just want <laughs> to like step away yeah um, i don't Some, try to sometimes talk about it anymore because it's never gonna change <laughs> sometimes i mean with older people i'm like you know what whatever like you're i make exceptions because i understand you are stuck in the way like if you yeah. grew up and for decades of your life believing one thing mm-hmm.
Hey guys, Shelly here. Um, firstly, sorry for all the fart noises, but not really sorry. Yeah, it, it had to be done, and it's fun, so fart noises. Um, also, we definitely ran a little long, because as it turns out, the three of us get along way too well. So there is going to be a part two, which will continue the conversation and should be uploaded next week, hopefully on time. And also, I'm whispering because it's currently past midnight. Anyway, as per usual, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Several Tangents. We're on a gazillion different platforms now, um, so you can look us up literally wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find Natalie on her podcast, Some Kind of Brown, also wherever you tend to listen to podcasts. She's also on Twitter and Instagram um, at Some Kind of Brown. We also recorded an episode over on Some Kind of Brown Podcast, um, so you should definitely check that out. It's definitely heavier than this topic, but very, very important um, if you can handle some potentially very triggering content. So listener discretion is advised, but I highly recommend her podcast. It's amazing and really, really eye-opening as well. And I think that's it. Yeah, I'm going to stop whispering into the microphone now.